swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of blood scrolls simon's quest the drawing earl rock shoes to earth clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen, so dash on over and get a dash of this in your life. You can go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, whatever other platforms out there, however you're hearing us. Tell your friends. Uh, look for download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars. Let us know you're out there. You can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos every so often. A dub's got quite a gameplay video up for your viewing pleasure right now. We'll get into that a little bit later. And also head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle AMC. How you living? Living good. Uh, Zoom is working today, so I'm I'm, I'm doing extra better. <laughs> uh, like about a week ago. <laughs> yeah, if you missed us last week, everybody missed us. In fact, we missed each other because we tried to set it up. We did the whole pre-show, and when it came time to record, we couldn't get couldn't on the internet. <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're gonna hit you not only with rolling blackouts, but rolling internet outages. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we weren't able to record. It was unfortunate, but now we're back. We got two weeks worth of news. I'm still living. A-Dub, how you living? A-Dub's holding it down. Finally got down to 195 on the scale. Feeling 13. good. 1395. 1395 without <laughs> the sweat. <laughs> uh, sweltering. Probably going to die of heat exhaustion, but I'm holding on for the people. It's ridiculous. I think they recorded, what, 130 degrees in Death Valley? Hottest temperature on land yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. As heat waves supposed to go through to about midweek. So in California, you need to pray for us because we got fires. We got, we got everything is coming and we still haven't even hit November yet. <laughs> we had a, we had a fire NATO. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. We had, well, first of all, we had lightning storms just all over the state that were just causing fires everywhere. 10,000 lightning strikes in the course of 72 hours. Yeah. This year is like the gift that keeps on giving. It's amazing. <laughs> it's cup runneth over. Yeah. Like, we're going to have some. Harvest. <laughs> like, you, you know how they talk about like after World War II, it was like the greatest generation ever just because they saw so much hardship and they had to... Like it was basically the people who survived all that had to live with the world that was left behind. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's carry how, off of the homies who couldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how people from 2021 on. That's how they're gonna look at us. <laughs> like those motherfuckers survived 2020. <laughs> exactly, they survived the murder hornets. <laughs> survived everything so i forget exactly what i was thinking about <laughs> but it was something to the degree of like 
because you know how every generation gives shit to the next generation behind them. Like, oh, they, don't, they have it easy, all this and that. It's like, I'm thinking to myself, it'd be kind of good if people just make a mental note not to give this current generation of kids a hard time coming up because they're the only ones who had to miss like a year of school due to a deadly viral pandemic. They had to learn and understand active shooter drills and carry steel plates in their backpacks as graduation presents. <laughs> oh, they're going to be on another level. This like next generation comes up, coming up, they're going to be, Fully equipped to carry any gun, know how to utilize it. They'll know all the MMA yeah. <laughs> because they have all the gyms at their disposal. Like they're just going to be a badass warrior class. <laughs> exactly. the The Athenians will be back. <laughs> the Spartans. <laughs> the Spartans. The Athenians. The Romans. Yeah. But uh, besides all that, a dub. What have you been playing? A dub has been playing quite a few things. Uh, first and foremost. Your boy has completed Far Cry 5. Do-do-do-do. Uh, got in there and just hammered it out. I mean, it, the path of progression was pretty well defined, so I just made sure I did all the missions and activities that gave me the highest amount of reputation points so I could just push through all the areas. I mean, I made the mistake of saving the largest area for last. However, at the same token, it was also the most entertaining and well done era. I mean, um, area because of, uh, it was the, it was the woman's area. Her name is Faith Seed and she's all about the, the drugs and the hallucinogens. Hell yeah. And as you're going through her area and you're finding all the notes and stuff, you find out the backstory and lore of how she came to be, the figure she is and it's one hell of a story i'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played the game but it's 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 kind of crazy and it makes you kind of feel for the character even though you know you got to shoot her in the face 97 times so i went on i i knocked the game out got to the final boss it was an incredible final battle the ending was unbelievable it actually, like, the ending made me appreciate the game more because it's like, oh, this isn't just some happily ever after walking into the sunset situation. Like, this dude straight up accomplished his goal, I guess. <laughs> so it was interesting in that regard. Um, it, I didn't enjoy it the whole time it was playing, the whole time I was playing because it kind of wore on me after a while. Just, I don't know, there was something about, the overall experience that just felt a little unpolished and uneven, like the progression and the upgrades didn't really feel like they were paying off. It's like, cool. I got a, I got another helicopter. Cool. I got another car. Oh, I got a car with a gun on it. Okay. This is something, but then you're still like getting mowed down by a dozen different of these cult members and different, you know, enemies everywhere all kinds of stuff happening however it wasn't until i got later in the game i unlocked the the perk that allowed me to have two companions at one time so i was switching between having the dog who marks all targets so you could see everybody even through the landscape itself which was quite useful for getting through the game quickly but then i also was bouncing between the homegirl who's a sniper and she's just, she's just nuts. It's, I don't even notice her taking people down. It was to the point where I was thinking to myself, is she even doing anything? Like, let me just watch her for a second and see what she does. And it, sure enough, I'm watching her headshot, 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 pull out the Uzi, pull out the sniper rifle, headshot, 
headshot. I was like, damn, she is handling business. But I got the two companion perks. So I had the dog and I had her. So like I'd run into an outpost. I look to my left, the dog's taking down somebody. I look to my right, somebody just got headshotted. I look in front of me, there's two guys. I take one down, she takes one down. Dog runs across the screen, takes out a guy I didn't see. It's like, what is happening right now? This is crazy. Uh, it's just like even the more peaceful moments as we walk through the woods, like there's elk and, and bucks and bears and cougars running around. And we're just we're just one happy little family walking around with our guns. It's great. But yeah, finished Far Cry 5. Uh, while I enjoyed it more than I didn't, I learned what to expect from the Far Cry experience in the future. So if ever I do get into something like a Far Cry 6 or maybe even a Far Cry 7 further along the line, then you know I'll know what to expect. And I also understand the things that I want to see improved in the franchise. So now it's not just a matter of trying to figure out if I like it or not. It's okay. I generally like it. Here's what would make it better. Here's what I expect the next time around. So overall, it was a tremendous learning experience. I, I would recommend the game to other people. It's got a lot going on and maybe it'll click with you quicker than it clicked with me. I, I really did enjoy the courses where there were side missions that are basically races, you know, one's an airplane, one's a car, one's ATV, and they're all timed. You got to make the checkpoints. It wasn't until I got to the wingsuit race that I was like, wait a second, this is shit right now. <laughs> Jumping off the cliff, hitting the wingsuit, guiding myself through all the things, trying not to hit trees or hit like flamethrowers. It was nuts, but it's over. I can put that to bed. So I decided, you know, let's let's roll right into the next game. Let's keep chipping away at the backlog. Decided it's finally time for me to get back into Rad. So as you know, Rad, I forget who makes it. I want to say it's like double fine or double damage or something, but I'll look that up in a second. But yeah, it's a game. It's sort of a it's sort of a roguelike, a roguelite where the world is destroyed, you're trying to cleanse it, and the way you cleanse it is by absorbing the radiation that plagues the planet, and everywhere you walk, you, you know, new life springs forth. Plants spring up everywhere you walk. If you walk back over the plants, you get increased speed, and it's also a cool way of knowing all the places that you've been on the map, so you don't have to do too much backtracking. Uh, I've been playing this game off and on ever since it came out, and luckily, with this kind of game, every time you do a run, it's continually, you know, taking your score and increasing it and unlocking things, you know, every so often. You're basically leveling up your game every time you play it, even though you lose all your progress and your mutations whenever you start a new run. So eventually, I reached a point where... I finally got the right loadout of mechanics. I finally understood the gameplay, you know, what to avoid, when I can be daring, when I need to be conservative. It, it, it all just fell together. So like I told you guys in the introduction, I got a little surprise for you up on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. I was able to stream my winning run. So you're going to see a dub go from the beginning of the game all the way to the final boss and successfully right. complete a run of this game. 
So everything that I'm talking about, all the everything falling into place, stacking all these mutations. I mean, by the time I finished the game, I was immune to toxic pools. I was immune to fire on the ground. I was immune to electricity. Uh, I had I had a double damage boost for my mutations, so they were just hitting like trucks. I had expanded my ability to generate like flame-based energy to the max. It was like three stacks of that. And luckily I had my firearm I'm throwing fireballs. Started out only able to throw three fireballs, finished being able to throw six before I needed to rest. So just throwing those out. My I turned my head into a, a homing grenade that does big damage. I, I was able to summon minions and then run around and do the fighting for me, taking attention away from all the enemies that are trying to come and take me down. But yeah, it all came together. Just kept expanding my health, kept managing my inventory correctly. In fact, thinking about it, even if I did poorly in the final battle, I still had this artifact, which is a VHS tape, and it'll just rewind, give me my health back, and then I can just carry on. So yeah, man, you'll you'll get to see all that on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. A dub completed Far Cry 5, and I streamed my winning run of Rad. Very proud of that. It's made by Double Fine. You know, spell my name right. B-I-Double-G-I-E. Yeah, man. I I had a blast this week. AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing some Ghost of Tsushima uh, at this point. So I'm about I'm in Act Two. Got some got a new weapon in my arsenal. Oh, what you got? Oh, I got a grappling hook, so now oh, I can shit. I can I can swing around. <laughs> Swagging. <laughs> climb things as long as they have that red bandana on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, you, actually, you, no. can, you can climb a little more than that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I I climbed like a temple and went all the way to the top. The bird the bird showed me how to do it. You got your number one headband. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm enjoying the game. It's cool. It's it's a hard game to discuss because it's at least for the through Act One, it's very similar. You get a lot of new things added to your arsenal, but um, as far as like the missions go, yada yada, it's 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 very similar. And like, go talk to a dude, and they're like, follow me, <laughs> and I follow him. Can you handle these Mongols? Yeah, I'll fuck them up. Yeah, and then, and then I fuck them <laughs> up, <laughs> and then they're like, thank you. Oh, maybe I might need you to go get something. All right, cool, and then do handle that business and then complete it but yeah it's uh it's but it's also just a very fun game i think it's it's one of those games where i can see if somebody were to criticize it like i've heard like the only criticism i heard uh is like i've heard somebody say that they can only play in short bursts like they'll play like a little of it do like a mission and then for some reason they get tired of it and then they take a break and then they kind of just that's their entire experience of the game and i think for me like while i'm playing it i'm just enjoying it like even the side missions the way that they present it like it's it seems like every side mission is like an episode like almost like a filler episode if it's not a main mission and then like doing the homie stuff then that's like the episode gets its own name does the da-dun with mm-hmm. like the <laughs> Japanese writing and everything so yeah it's um I, I'm enjoying it for what it is and just every fight is just enjoyable as I, I upgrade my stances like I'm I feel like a little more powerful a little more equipped to take on groups of enemies I just really started um kind of playing around with some of the ghost abilities i i pretty much at this point i've done mainly like just samurai stuff and then i came up on um one of those like um 
I don't know, like barracks will say, uh, where you have to like clear it out in order to, you have to clear it out. And just Mongols have taken over it, like an encampment. And there are a lot of peasants there that were being held captive. And so I wanted to go through a little more stealth and just try to like assassinate as many people as possible. So I wouldn't have to be constantly trying to save the, uh, the captives. So um, I tried that out and I, I did enjoy that aspect of the game, but yeah, it's just, it's a fun game. I'm, I'm loving it. And We'll continue to push forward and hopefully beat it. Uh, yeah, other than that, A-Dub, let's get into topics of the week. Top topics of the week. Oh, yeah, A-Dub. So we have quite a few topics. We have two weeks worth, so we'll kind of just blaze right through these because there's a, a ton of content, thankfully. Um, the first one I want to lead off with is coming out of DC Fan Dome. <laughs> oh, yes. It was a significant showing over the past week, Toonami even got involved. They were running Batman animated films on Toonami at midnight. Too bad I was too full of food and and sweltering to be able to stay awake and enjoy it all. Yeah, it's a it's a good sign for things to come with uh, who knows how things are going to play out with Comic-Con moving forward. And so, yeah, a lot of these companies, as we've seen with the video game, publishers and developers have decided we're just going to hold our own conferences to get our content out there and not rely on these big events that normally would be happening. And so, yeah, DC has its fandom, and we have quite a few announcements, like movies, but then the big ones being the video games. And these are already teased, if not leaked beforehand. It's just now we have gameplay footage uh trailers and everything is just locked down as far as details so the the first one thing that we're going to lead off with is um this is going to be the bad game that had been teased this one being called gotham knights oh yes yeah <laughs> this developed by wb montreal montreal um it is set to come you gotta out. say it with some poutine in your voice yeah montreal <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is coming out in 2021 and uh yeah this is all this information is coming by way of comic book resources so gotham knights features four characters ooh mm. robin nightwing mm. girl and red hood um yes. yeah so to set up the premise of the game it's the trailer starts off with basically uh, a message being sent out and that coming by way of Batman saying that if you are receiving this, then it is already too late for me. And it's almost like an alert, a signal, a bat signal, if you will, to the bat family saying it is your time to take over and take that sidekick signal. Yes. And so, yeah, you see Robin, uh, I I believe Damien, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, (laughs) Barbara. Yeah. Barbara. And then Red Hood, Jason Todd, all, I'll get their signals and let you know that you can take over. So let's continue with the gameplay details. Gotham Knights appears to incorporate several RPG systems. For one, even basic enemies now have health bars, yes. which are indicated above their heads as well yes. as a level. Ah! Yes. The player-controlled hero also has a level and gains experience points for taking down opponents. Attacks and abilities deal set damage numbers, which are displayed on screen every time an opponent is hit. So we knock in numbers out of fools. This is my dream come true. Let's yes. do it. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> there is also a special meter located under the hero's health bar. This can be used to unleash special abilities, such as seen with Batgirl summoning a swarm of bats. The bar can be refilled by damaging opponents with basic attacks. 
while not in the tra- yeah while not in the trailer wb games Montreal also mentioned the potential for different approaches and builds meaning that players will be able to customize their heroes to cater to their play style uh and then also on top of that there is going to be co-op um they haven't confirmed if there's any more than two-player co-op the assumption right now is it's two-player co-op and uh they also haven't confirmed if it's going to be local co-op so we'll see once we get all those details out there so now this is what we know right now we're getting a batman game mm-hmm. doesn't have batman but has mm-hmm. the bat family mm-hmm. and you can play co-op and each of the characters has somewhat their own style of play and like they show like in the mission uh, i believe black girl she was using like her uh, grappling hook to pull her around and then i believe it was with jason todd no no it was with robin and robin was able to teleport <laughs> using the justice league satellite exactly so there's uh and so there's going to be um i guess specialties to all these characters but yeah uh, overall what did you think Dub, at the the promise that this game has I mean, to go into further detail about the mission they showed, Mr. Freeze had completely covered a skyscraper in in glaciers. And you're going from the street level, climbing through this glacier, finding your way up to Mr. Freeze, who you then have to face off with, along with your co-op buddy. And it's not just, I'm going in there, hit, hit, hit. It's like, he's fighting and he's moving about the landscape. He's employing different tactics and strategies in order to best fend you all off. Like it looks like it's getting very close to my ideal, like my dream Batman game where the stuff is happening in the city and you just got to figure it out along the way. You see the dramatic effects that the enemies have on the landscape itself. So overall, what I was looking at it, it looked just like, the good old classic Batman Arkham experience that I've always seen. However, it looks like it's more free form with you being able to run around. You got your bat cycles. You got you you're swinging from your ledges. and it, just, it looks amazing. Plus, with being able to play as Batgirl, that's icing on the cake. That reeled me in on a day one. It looks like they, it looks like they really identified what, the Batman experience is and finally put it within the proper context with the ample amount of freedom that we've all been wanting Add knocking numbers out of people on top of that Add different skins and outfits Add being able to switch up your loadout, switch up your build in order to fully realize that Batman fantasy of considering your obstacles and equipping yourself in a manner to best tackle them. It, by and large, this is looking like a winner. You know, I'm seeing some criticism online, like, oh, how do you have a Batman game without Batman? It's like, well, you got all kinds of other characters within the Batman universe who are equally as strong, and you're getting four of them. So, you know, you're not just losing Batman. You're getting four different personas that you can adopt at your whim, upgrading them. Like, it, it's basically a class-based Batman game, except your class is Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood. <laughs> like, imagine Batman Diablo. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting, except it's more Batman than Diablo. Like, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I was very uh, excited about this game. When I when they first started teasing out a next Batman game, I had uh, so I had uh, taken a break from after 
Arkham City, so I skipped Arkham Knight, and it was, it was kind of at that point I played Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and I was kind of good on a third game. And uh, so I skipped Sounds over like Arkham with Knight. Uncharted. Yeah, it's like you, you get enough of them, it's kind of like, all right. And so with this one, I was like, all right, like right, I'm excited for another Batman game. Hopefully we'll see something a little different than what we've seen in the past, but I've had a long enough break from Batman to at least enjoy if it's going to be an Arkham game similar to the other ones, then I'll, I'll play it just regardless because I'm excited now for another Batman game. It's It's been one generation <laughs> to think about it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, once I saw that it was the Bat Family and not Batman, then I was like, holy shit. Because one, I've always wanted a Dick Grayson game, and they've had him as far as a, a side character that was like added later in uh, one of the previous Arkham games. But yeah, He uh, was an Arkham Knight as a, like an AI companion. Yeah, and so you never really had him uh, as like in a full-fledged game. So that was the first thing where I was like, holy shit, like I have a Nightwing game. Well, then, except as, when you were whipping everybody's ass and... In, in justice yeah exactly <laughs> and, and then uh oh man and then so yeah i uh, <laughs> i'm just thinking about the sticks man. yeah yeah it just took me back to some great moments uh yeah and then uh seeing the rest of the family it was one of those things where it's like i always wanted a nightwing game but i didn't realize how much i wanted a bat family game because once i saw red hood he had the guns out and i was like oh shit and you see, yeah, and you see Damien doing his thing. I'm like, oh, fuck, Robin. And then, yeah, as, as you said, Batgirl. And it's just like, oh, shit, like these are all four characters I could at any time want to play as. If I say, like, I'm obviously going to start with Nightwing and then, you know, I just want to switch it up. It's not like a drop off from this character to this character. They all seem to be unique in their own way. And they're just all cool characters. And it's a great premise on top of that. So I like to see that um, just stepping outside of the game with uh wb montreal like they had done arkham origins and you know that that was a game that if i remember correctly it's been a while but when it came out it was kind of the knock on it was it was more of the same they didn't really take too big of a leap in any direction from what was within the arkham realm that was kind of being predicated by rocksteady and so uh with um with this one it seems like they allowed WB Montreal to do their own Batman game. And so, yeah, we're seeing these RPG mechanics and kind of like a break from what was the uh, just kind of hop, <laughs> don't want to knock it, but, you know, hopping around, waiting for the guy to get the, the, the Spidey sense and then hitting the, the triangle and all that stuff. Like it seems, <laughs> hopping around. Yeah, like it, seems, it seems a little different from that. And so it's it seems like they're letting uh, WB Montreal do their own thing as far as making a Batman game. And so there's a lot here that seems fresh for the franchise. And that right there immediately is what um, spoke to me. And so, yeah, this is uh, and seeing what I've seen from Marvel Avengers and kind of this idea of like, oh, we can have fun games like this, but also with co-op. It's They're really opening up, um, I feel like, the fun that that can be had within these games where a lot of times when they do like co-op games that are licensed of like X-Men or whatever, like Batman, they tend to just be beat em ups and there's not much to the gameplay, but this one seems like it was thought with, uh, let's, let's take what we, everything that was great about the single player experience and now open it up that we can to bring in a second player. And it's, so it seems like they've uh, taken everything that was great about the game and then just expanded upon that. And yeah, so I'm liking, I'm just liking in general what the industry has been doing with their licenses as of late, as far as Spider-Man, Marvel Avengers, Batman, and even like Star Wars. So 
it seems like they're starting to get the idea of what gamers want and then also being able to make their money off of the license that they put all that all that down on yeah <laughs> i mean older. not not only have we finally gotten the technology that can allow people to develop the kind of experience that these properties deserve but the talent that has grown up reading these comic books writing these comic books drawing these comic books is now in a position where they can make these games so you're not just you're not just getting something that's technically right you're getting something that's right creatively and yeah it's awesome i mean the gotham knights looks like the most together the most together iteration of the batman experience i've seen before i mean arkham asylum was a masterpiece i'm sure arkham city was also great in a similar vein i'm loving arkham knight i need to go back and finish that but something about gotham knights it's like it's just it's hard to explain like it just rolls together and feels so seamless so i'm very anxious to see the finished product uh wb montreal also assured us that the game can be played solo or co-op so you know people like me not gonna be playing co-op like it's basically like where but people, if a, AMC wants to hop in online, I might just hop in with my Nightwing can jump in my game. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. And then go bust and cry. <laughs> it's a, but that's the way it should be. And then even at that same token, it's like it's like people get mad because Batman's not there. Or people get mad because it's split between four characters, where I look at it as it's a Batman game where you can play as whoever you want. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a Batgirl game. Finally. Yeah, exactly. I got my Nightwing game. You got your Batgirl game. Exactly. <laughs> All in one shot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is, uh, for me, this is kind of a, a win. Um, I'm, I'm definitely uh, keeping my eye on this one. Can't wait to hear more about it, especially once they really start to detail the um, level progression and how that all works out and like what, like how how the builds will come into play with like the different moves and skill sets that you can give to your characters. Well, why don't you um, tell the people about about some more DC game news while I go let this dog in the room? Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, so yeah, the next game that we have up this was this one was already teased out on Twitter in one of the previous weeks. This being the Suicide Suicide Squad game, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Oh yes, yeah, so um. Here are the details coming from GameSpot. Uh, this game will be coming out in 2022, uh, so you, you'll have a little bit of a wait. This is being developed by your boys at Rocksteady, so if you're running, wondering what they were working on, it's the next Suicide Squad game. Um, in case you're wondering why it's called Kill the Justice League, so what we saw in the trailer is, actually, you know, I'll just detail the characters first. So the four main characters will be Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, and Captain Boomerang. Can yes. you answer these questions for me? Yes, sir. Who the fuck is King Shark and who the fuck is Boomerang? Captain Boomerang. So I remember he was in like the original Suicide Squad. I don't remember King Shark, but I know King Shark. Um, as of late, he's he's come up because he was on that show, The Flash, and he was a, a villain that a lot of people enjoyed when he made his uh, his appearance. So I'm guessing there's King Shark fans out there, and maybe they wanted to um, you know capitalize on on his success in the uh the tv realm 
is he any is he related in any way to Killer Croc? I don't know. I, I'm like, yeah, because there's there's a, there's quite a few like animal guys. There's Killer Gro- there's with Killer Croc. There's Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like Killer Killer Gorilla. <laughs> Killer, yeah, Magilla Gorilla. <laughs> Killer Shark. <laughs> Killer the cat. Yeah, so there's there's all types of like animal villains in there. So I don't really know where he comes into play. I just know that he was a villain on the Flash series. Um, so yeah, uh, but I mean, from what we saw in some of the gameplay, was it Captain Boomerang can. I guess teleport with his boomerang. <laughs> his boomerang, which is kind of dope. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Here, here real quick. So um, and he got a gun. <laughs> yeah, and he got a gun. So it's one to four player co-op with all four characters represented. Though you can play single player and have your companions be played by AI and switch between them. Ooh. Yeah. So this seems uh, very different. If you're expecting this to play out just like any other uh arkham game but just with suicide squad characters it seems to be very different and um yeah some of the stuff we saw so in case you're wondering why it's called kill the justice league we saw in the trailer they're on a mission to assassinate somebody they're making their way towards it and then at some point a villain comes up superman grabs the villain they're like oh damn oh and i skipped over by the way it starts out with a brainiac ship has like yeah. seemed to have <laughs> crash landed on earth <laughs> so now Fast forwarding again, we see uh, it has consumed Metropolis. Yeah, and so we see uh, this villain, or we see this, uh, yeah, like a henchman being picked up by Superman. They're all like, "Oh shit, it's Superman!" And then Superman vaporizes that villain, <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, who's who are we supposed to assassinate?" And then Harley Quinn's like, uh, "Him." And then, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, and then like I think it's like Captain Boomerang or somebody's like, "Oh." fuck <laughs> so um it seems like i don't know um we'll, we'll superman is pissed <laughs> yeah we'll get more details because yeah he he seems to be on one we don't know if it's maybe like brainiac has has some mind control or if he's just fed up with uh destruction and not being able to save everybody and so he's just going ham on all the enemies he's about to turn into that red sun yeah but um i guess because there have been questions with there there are questions about uh the title kill kill the justice league because suicide squad as far as we know up until now has been a team of anti-heroes that were brought together and forced to basically do good to i don't know commute their prison sentence or whatever and so um a game that's them about them killing the justice league seems uh, a little uh, a break from the course of a team of villains hunting down villains or hunting down other superheroes so it, it it's interesting to see now why they're hunting down Superman to see if there's a little more to that. And obviously that will be laid out, but overall, I mean, just by looking at that trailer alone, it, it had my interest there. We do have a while. So that's probably why we didn't see any gameplay really, but uh, yeah, it looks, it looks cool. What'd you think? I'm kind of sold on the idea because I'm loving the personality and just the, the, the charm and the, the banter between all the characters i like the idea that they're villains but they're being forced to work for the government and now they're be, being given this impossible task of taking down the justice league starting with the most untakedownable member of the justice leagues <laughs> yeah man it's i i kind of like as much as i dislike scenarios where it's like you have to save the world you have to save the galaxy i do very much appreciate impossible odds so this is very realistic like the fate of the planet doesn't necessarily rest in your hands but you still got to take on captain invincible that is superman so yeah 
I'm I'm looking forward to playing as Harley. I just I want to see more. Like I I get the idea. I like the tone. I like the atmosphere of it. I like the humor. Now just show me exactly what I'm going to be doing and how I'm going to be doing it. Yeah. Um. What I liked about this game was like as I was watching it, it gave me that feel of um like the first time I watched Deadpool, and you know like up until that point, I guess there have been maybe some other superhero movies i have to have to really think about it but there wasn't really like a hard r superhero movie and then deadpool comes along and it's just like it's funny and it's also like willing to to go there <laughs> and it with is, this game it is gruesome it is vulgar it is self-aware it is great yeah and so this game like it ha- it gave me like just vibes of you know like deadpool with a little bit of guardians of the galaxy as far as like the unlikely reluctant heroes forced to you know try to save the day and um, I was like, oh, this is this is a good space because we don't really have like a lot of the superhero games are made for kind of all audiences. And like, children. The Batman- <laughs> children. children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like the Batman games, maybe they were a little violent as far as like just like breaking limbs and like just smashing people <laughs> into the ground. But yeah, like I'm this not one, killing people, but putting them in a very bad state of affairs. Yeah, when like in this trailer alone, like it just it's just hyper violent. Like you just see them just capping down dudes like as they're making their way uh to their to their mark. And so like it's just like oh this I can see this game being blood stains all over each other. Yeah. And then like yeah, and then just having that even even if it was bleeped out, them getting ready to like swear. It's like, okay, cool. Like this game seems to hitting a a slightly more mature audience or have a slightly more mature feel but you know like with like the comedy there so it's uh i think it's going to be a a different tone as far as that we've seen from superhero games as of late and i'm glad that like dc is willing to if they're not going to do it with like obviously with batman or superman they're willing to find a cast of characters that they will go there with that isn't necessarily i guess tainting their other products so that's awesome as well absolutely so that's uh that's all I got for DC Fandom a dub. Um, yeah, fandom. <laughs> yeah, that fandom. Um, you know what? You got you got a couple of stories. Uh, I'll oh, let you I decide which one you want to move into next. Yeah. So we got our next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of the week. week. Uh, building on what have we been playing? Because AMC has been playing Ghost of Tsushima. A-Dub finished Ghost of Tsushima. Probably going to come back for the Platinum. But there's going to be a little bit more to come back for at some point in fall 2020. Because Sucker Punch has just let us know by way of IGN that Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a free online co-op mode, is coming to the game. Yes. Ghost of Tsushima Legends is inspired by Japanese mythology. What's going on here is that you will not be playing as your boy, Gene Sakai. I think he's had enough. He deserves a rest. Instead, Ghost of Tsushima Legends focuses on four warriors who have been built up as legends in stories told by the people of Tsushima. So while Ghost was a single-player campaign that focused on, you know, open-world samurai ninja stuff, the new co-op mode is haunting and fantastical locations and enemies inspired by Japanese folktales and mythology and an emphasis on cooperative combat and action. In the debut trailer that's circulating around the internet, you'll see that this is a much different experience than what you've gotten used to playing Ghost of Tsushima so far. 
it is very mystical and fantastical. There's a lot of different visual effects. You're seeing spirits. Personally, when I was watching the trailer, I was getting the feeling like, damn, did Sucker Punch give us the Onimusha that we didn't even know we wanted? And I wanted to see more. Uh, insofar as information goes, Legends will be exclusively co-op, and it can be played with friends or online matchmaking in groups of two to four players. There will also be four different classes, of which are the Samurai, the Hunter, the Ronin, or the Assassin. And each one will have unique advantages and abilities that will be revealed at some point in the future, so stay tuned to Control Issues to get that news when it's available. With two players, you'll be able to play a series of co-op story missions that will increase in difficulty and will build on the foundation of Ghost of Tsushima's gameplay with new magical twists that often need you to be in sync with your partner. With four players, you'll be able to take on wave-based survival missions, and you and your team will need to work together to take on the toughest enemies Tsushima has to offer, in addition to new Oni enemies with supernatural abilities. Ghost of Tsushima Legends will feature a four-player raid that will arrive shortly after launch in this new mode and will send you and your partners to an entirely new realm to challenge a brutal, terrifying enemy, of which we do not know yet. Hoping it's a nine-tailed fox, we shall soon see. AMC, how do you feel about this? Uh, sounds cool. It's uh, one of those things that who knows if I'll get to it, but um, I mean, it's if anything, it'll be fun to sample it and like hop online, maybe like schedule a, a play date with a dub, go, go online and just see what multiplayer Ghost of Tsushima would feel like. Uh, the fact that they added in like the fantastical stuff, I think that's that's cool. As I mentioned before, like uh, playing Ghost of Tsushima, really enjoy the game, but it does have a similar feel from mission to mission at times. And so just going, um, going completely uh, i guess off the grid and doing something like completely different um it's uh it's cool that uh they're they're t going this route with it for the multiplayer as opposed to giving you the same game but now just online um and yeah just the idea of like what is it a raid boss and all that stuff um yeah. i could see it um just adding challenge but now you're getting your homies back because up until yes. like playing the game you have the ai companions and you're kind of like they'll, they'll keep like a guy or two busy while you take out everybody else but rolling rolling along with somebody just as skilled as you and seeing them do their handle their business while you do yours i i think that's gonna be really cool so yeah, rolling I, with somebody that you don't have to worry about is <laughs> gonna be dope Mm -hmm. whenever i had an ai companion it's like okay let me stay near this person to make sure that they don't get their ass whooped and then i gotta take i gotta be vulnerable for like four or five seconds while i try to pick them up off the floor before they die well sure <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah it's 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 gonna be crazy i'm kind of excited i'm also liking the look of these different characters we got a guy in a wolf mask we got a dude with devilish antlers we got the look like an archer with a with a crazy little little mask on got the ronin with the big straw hat yeah um in the game too like there there would be side missions that you would play and they would refer to like all these warriors of legend and the Go stories are, yeah like the stories are always fantastical I mean, it was like one that i'm like trying to get a bow and i learned like how like the bow like drove the guy mad <laughs> like he thought he was killing demons and next thing you know it's like it's just a room full of dead people yeah it's, it's like uh it's like that um that idea that they're dipping into those legends but then it's 
through the narrative perspective of the people who would, um, I guess, build up those stories about those characters. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's nice to, it's kind of cool, like lean in to like, if you were to play as them, this is how it would look. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's a cool take on uh, Ghost of Tsushima, especially if like they weren't going to put out like say a 1.5 version of the game that is kind of like more of the same, but a little different. I like that. It's just coming as a free update in this multiplayer. So that's. Oh, you are ready for that standalone Lady Masako DLC expansion? That, that Lady Yuna DLC. You, you know what would be fun? I want Masako though because she she has that inner anger <laughs> that would drive a storyline. I think I, I like playing as Yuna because she's like that that Aladdin street rat character. Like, oh, yep. everybody, everybody's always looking down on me. Yeah. I could be the next queen. <laughs> <laughs> I got the next knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's always like she's like um, the Catwoman to Sakai in that like she's always like they're like oh they're saying like I'm a demon. It's like that's good. <laughs> like like almost like you should uh, listen more to your darker side. <laughs> Lean into the shadow. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I like that that uh, relationship that her and Sakai have. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Oh shit! Yeah, looks, like look, looks like we're running a little low on time, so I'm getting to our last topic of the week. Yeah, what you got, it, Dev? That Nintendo Indie World August presentation. Yes. Yes. So earlier this week, much earlier this week, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Nintendo showed off like 14 upcoming Switch games, a handful of which are pretty familiar because we've seen them in the past. And a whole lot more, which are unfamiliar because this is the first time we're seeing them here at Control Issues. So it's all mixed in. If you know about it, you know about it. If you don't, you don't. They let off with showing us the launch trailer for Hades. So as you remember, this is made by Supergiant, the people who brought you Bastion and Transistor. Uh, This game was in early access for a minute. And now... It's coming to the Switch. Looks awesome. Gives me transistor vibes. It's all about dungeon crawling. You're you're in hell and you're trying to find your way out of it. So imagine if you were Kratos in Assassin's Creed 2 and excuse me, Assassin's Creed God of War 2, and you're spending the whole game trying to get out of the river sticks. Something like that. But with a Diablo meets transistor, isometric type dungeon crawling weapon swapping number knocking experience amc how did you feel about it uh it looks good the first time i saw this game i was definitely like oh man this is gonna be awesome and then i believe like it debuted on steam or one of those things and so it was kind of yeah. like all right well until it gets ported I'm, I'm gonna ignore this game but uh yeah um now that i see that it's coming to the switch it's on the radar um Especially if it, if it gets discounted in some way, maybe it'll be a, a guarantee. Uh-huh. Look who's but, saving money! Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, looks like a cool game. Um, don't have much more to say. I mean, they're a great developer, and they've always found found great presentation within the scope of the narrative experiences that they that they build for us. So um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Another game they showed off was entitled Spirit Fair. So in this game, you play a black woman lead character. So if you get triggered easily, you better bail now. Uh, this character has a boat that you can customize and build up and improve to 
better accommodate the passengers aboard the boat. And this is all in servicing the main gameplay element of escorting wayward spirits to the afterlife. Hence the title Spirit Fair. AMC, how did you feel about it? Um, I like the premise of the game. Uh, just as far as something different, you can always look to indies to do something that isn't common within within games. And the idea that you are the shepherd for these these lost souls that are, I guess, with like a lot of those like a lot of horror movies, they have to do with uh, there's a spirit and it's haunting this place because it hasn't like let go of whatever happened to it or it's just still caught in its earthly earthly realm because it hasn't let go of the past. Yeah. And so um I feel like this game is gonna be all about like catharsis and moving on and transitioning. And yeah, so I think that within the gameplay here, there's also just a greater story that isn't necessarily always told within gaming. And uh because of that I could see it having um a pretty big impact. Uh, one of those games for impact, maybe at uh, at the game awards. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the idea of um, just your shepherding spirits across to the to the next realm. Um, and so yeah, it's uh, I'm curious to see how those storylines will play out. And I want to see more of this game as well. Yeah, for all the wanton killing that goes on in a video game, it's nice to see one that embraces the idea of helping spirits reach the other side to be at peace. Um, also, love the art style. It looks like it has hug mechanics. There's, there's going to be some, some empathy and compassion going on in this one. So if you want a, a lighthearted, bright, and colorful type of platforming experience, this might be up your alley. Uh, let me see. Another game, this one AMC was kind of interested in quite a bit, Takeshi and Hiroshi. So this game, you play an older brother, who has a younger brother recovering in the hospital. And the way that you're helping your younger brother recover is that you're developing a video game. Uh, what you do is you design the levels and the enemies that your little brother is going to encounter, but you want to strike a balance between making it challenging while also making it beatable. Uh, this game plays out in what looks like two different manners, where one is sort of a claymation type moral oral-esque experience where you're in the hospital you're talking to your brother like hey what's up little man how you doing little daddy <laughs> and then you give him the game he's playing the levels it's more of a 2d rpg type of situation so amc how did you feel about this one? yeah i want to see more of this because one of the things it mentions is so you decide the enemies that are going to be in the level and it said but make sure not to make the game too hard so it's almost like you're trying to find the right balance of not making a game that's too easy but a game that will maybe um push your brother to um you know to to it'll motivate your brother to get through his illness by pushing through the game and the difficulties and the hardships within the game as as far as a metaphor for what's going on in real life and so with that um it's that connection between the two siblings and trying to um you know trying to push him forward it's it's a very interesting style of game it's very different uh from what would seem to be like the traditional just turn-based rpg it's um it's it has a, a bigger heart to it and uh i i'm actually once again as what we said with the was it wait spirit fair or wayfair um 
it's uh it's something that you don't see in the normal AAA storytelling and because of that has a different look and has a different style of play and um i think it's an awesome game in just concept alone and uh, yeah i want to see how that gameplay comes more into play with the story yeah just the concept on its own kind of conjures memories of that dragon cancer and things like that insofar as just idea of dealing with recovery and that kind of stuff but you know i could be way off i never played the game so i don't know moving right along another game that amc was interested in as well as i uh this one is coming straight out of India, Indian mythology, Indian content, Raji, an ancient epic. AMC, what did you think? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, this game looked good. Uh, so it might have been the connection. Who knows? But uh, yeah, uh, one thing you pointed out was a little, <laughs> a little framey. So um, I, I want to see, uh, like on my own, maybe I'll pull up some gameplay just to see if like it is like that and maybe if it's something you can get through. But once you get past that, um, I enjoyed the overall look of the game. I enjoyed the combat, um, the different weapons that you have uh, as far as like kind of like have like this Prince of Persia-esque, mm-hmm. but like also... I don't know, like a top-down fighter. Like it was, there's a lot going down, going on with the game, and because of that, um, it's and also just very unique from like I guess the the the, the Hindu or just the Indian experience as far as uh, it's not a game that necessarily could be made anywhere else. And I mean, this coming from off the heels of Ghost of Tsushima that wasn't made by a Japanese developer. But still, the fact that like uh, this game feels very uh, authentic um, in, the, in the care that was put into the development and the storytelling within it, it's something that from that alone is worthy of experiencing. Um, and just to see some of the iconography and um, references to that culture uh, and that religion, um, I think it's, it's cool because it's what up until this point, the most famous what like Indian character is Dalsim. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like another character. Aziz, I'm sorry. Is, is he, he is he in a video game? It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure you, if you probe his credits, he's probably got something nobody ever noticed. Yeah, and so yeah, like uh, it's it's nice to see like it's not just uh, you know the uh, stereotypical Street Fighter character that like hey we'll we'll pick a guy out of this place on the map and try yeah. to hit all the uh, stereotypes like this seems to you know have a little more care and uh, a little more care and authenticity towards the the characters and the cultures. So because of that alone, I I think this game looks pretty interesting. How about you, Adeb? Yeah. Raji, it's the first game from Nodding Head Games. It's set in ancient India and features Raji, a girl chosen by the gods to fight against a demonic invasion. It's already out on Switch. I love the look of it. it as you noted before, it's got a lot of elements going on. It looks like it has acrobatics and, and platforming in the vein of Prince of Persia, while at the same time giving you combat in line with a character action type of deal. Who knows? They seem to be emphasizing the different type of weapons you can use which come from indian culture and yeah it looks awesome hopefully it comes to a platform like playstation or xbox at some point so your boy a dub can get up on it and see what all the hubbub is about because this is something these are the types of games that i like to support i like to give a good old college try so yeah if you put it where i can get it i will get it 
did you see anything that you enjoyed from the Nintendo Indie Fest? I, mean, I know they showed Torchlight 3, which I'm probably not going to get into. The yeah, Switch I mean, is yeah, getting Torch- Manifold Garden. Uh, if people don't know about that already, it's like a MC Escher looking game where it's got these endless staircases and platforming puzzles that you gotta, you know, really alter your own personal perspective in order to solve. But what kind of stuff did you see that you were into? Now I was just gonna say, um, like Hades, we, like we, I think we hit most of the games that I would have been into. I mean, other than how they closed off the uh, the conference <laughs> or the uh, you know the presentation with yes. uh, the 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 update to Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> yes. Um, that being uh, that they the multiplayer, which um, we knew was coming, and so yeah, that was uh, to see that in action and just see double the chaos or see the. Um, you know the the cooperation or the tactics used to uh, complete some of the missions to further piss <laughs> yeah. off the people. Um, yeah, it's just double trouble, yeah. which I which I love. Um, they could have easily saved this for say like a sequel, but they're once again like Ghost of Tsushima. They're just like ah, you know what? Let's just add this into the current game. And so yeah, here we go. Um, <laughs> Let the rhythm hit them. <laughs> yeah, another reason to get back into Untitled Goose Game. But yeah, my big one, my big. I guess game out of this one was probably Hades because uh, I the first time I saw this game I was like oh this game looks amazing and so now knowing that it's coming to the Switch it's that much closer to being in my hands. You're you're more interested in Hades than you are in Card Shark. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about Card Shark. No, you know, so, Card so, Shark definitely takes the cake. Yeah, yeah, laid out it up. So Card Shark is from the creators of Reigns and published by Devolver Digital. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, card Shark, it doesn't ask you to be a great card player. It asks you to become someone who's great at cheating your cards. The game is set in 18th century French society, and it's a game about cheating your cards. Uh, when we were watching the trailer, what we saw was what looked like, you know, a good old-fashioned card simulator in 18th century France. However, as the game is going on, like, you're you're moving over the cards, you're doing some sleight-of-hand stuff, there's a meter at the bottom that's building up, and then somewhere along the line, it culminates in violence. <laughs> People are getting shot, there's fist fights. Yeah, like they let you know quickly that the stakes are real. Like you do not want to get caught cheating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to get good at it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It it looks awesome. It completely caught me off guard. And this is the primary reason why control issues is so into indie games, is because while there might be a lot of things that's like, okay, that's pretty cool, probably not for me. When there's something that's like, well. I've never seen that before. I need to see more. This is amazing. It's unlike anything else that's been done in the past. (laughs) Yeah, it's like one of those few things where it doesn't lay down the gameplay mechanics at more. It just lets you know, this is what it's going to look like. And that alone was enough for me to be like, fuck. Like, I think I might have to get my hands on this. Like, once again, one of those games, like, even if I didn't play it, Glad it, glad it's out there. Glad it exists. That somebody like had the balls and got the funding from some other ballsy investor. Uh, I'm guessing Devolver Digital since they're publishing it, and then just being like, "Yes, like 
make that game. I don't know what it is, but it sounds right up our alley, right within the vein of our philosophy. And so, yeah, this, uh, this game looks absolutely amazing. I just, uh, every time, like you saw the shit break down and the, the dude stand up, flip the table, pull out the gun, get ready to execute the guy. Like you're just like, and just, the presentation of it just, looked exactly right like what it needed to be as far as like you know devour digital has a look and it's like right within that look <laughs> yeah it looks like renaissance art <laughs> but you cheat the cards get shot it's great oh it's so good <laughs> oh man that's that's about it for the highlights of the show i mean they showed a bunch of games we just hit you with the ones that most caught our eye all in all you know nintendo continues to knock it out the park with their indie game support however some people don't want none of that shit where's the next mario where's Where's the the gasp of the wild? Uh, Nintendo's giving up. Where's the next Mario Kart? (laughs) Where's the next first party offering from Nintendo? Why did I get my Switch? Why do I still have this thing? Oh, man. So as you can probably tell, we're getting into this week's Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. These trolls coming sideways in Nintendo's indie presentation of August 2020. First troll, garbage in, garbage out, pretty much explains Nintendo completely. <laughs> it looked that was like the new thing for a gang. Instead of blood in, blood out, it's garbage, garbage, in, garbage in. out. <laughs> Bring all your bullshit, and we're going to give you some more bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, second troll says, my wallet was out, Nintendo. All you had to do was give me a reason to open it. Oh, well. <laughs> you could have had my money. I was ready to give it to you. <laughs> no, yeah, what I, I did like give it to you no more. <laughs> what I did like about this presentation was like for the people that did find games that they did like, a lot of them it was like, and it will be out today or within the next day or two. And so I was like, oh should I like that? And it's available? Well yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it's it's a paradigm shift for game presentations where we're used to seeing trailers or even much less just a title for a game done in the game's font, you know, giving their credit there. But it's like, oh, coming 2027. Like, what? <laughs> I gotta wait for I gotta wait two consoles and like uh, 28 seasons of life for this. Like, what are you doing? But with Nintendo, like a good hunk of the games that they showed in this indie showcase were either already available or to be available later that day. So that's a huge deal. You, like you said, you see something, you're interested in it. Let me go check it out right now because this is when the iron is hot. And on top of that, I think they even said like, and check out our sales because some of these games will be on sale. <laughs> So and we're going to knock yeah. a dollar off. Yeah, so not only is it available today, but you might get it a little bit cheaper. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine the DC show. They were like, Gotham Knights, available today. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad, available today. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Am I, getting, am I playing this Batgirl right now? 
you just see like the accountants like but the pre-orders and we haven't we haven't made the skins for the pre-orders <laughs> damn the pre-orders damn the microtransactions we're going live <laughs> we haven't decided what content we're going to hold back for the dlc <laughs> you're fired <laughs> damn that next troll says garbage indie show didn't even have call of duty Ah, uh, damn Where's my where's my duty? Where's my Cold War? Oh, where's my where's my third my third party offering in my independent game show? Yeah. Next show says we have a billion better indies I've never heard of on Game Pass. <laughs> okay, X Biden. Uh, unplug yourself. Next show says, man, fuck Nintendo. <laughs> How dare they give me new experiences at lower than lower than average prices? Yeah. How dare they make me feel things for people beyond myself? <laughs> How dare they offer opportunities to smaller development teams that are bringing original risky ideas that you wouldn't see in the AAA space? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they bring a remedy to all those times I'm sitting there like, Oh, where's the innovation? Oh, yeah. Where's where's the revolution? <laughs> All these AAA games are the same. Yeah. Last troll. These indie games give indie a bad name. <laughs> Let me tell you this, little troll, little gamer. You give gamers a bad name. Suck on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh mercy AMC you got any more hits you want to make Yes uh, this one I'll do Quickly which is not that quickly But um, July NPD we were supposed to hit it last week Couldn't because the episode Could not be released so Here we go I'll fly through this real quick So we got July NPD uh, Best selling Best selling <laughs> number one on the list Ghost of Tsushima That's right yeah, you're uh, damn right. You're damn right. Number two, because they weren't on the Nindies, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not on the Nindies. Yeah, it's three, already doing fine. Yeah, number three, Paper Mario, the Origami King. All right, that's right. Asterisks, yep. Oh, uh, not counting digital. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, number four, still holding on strong. Uh, we'll, we'll see. People were saying that, well, you know what? This one wasn't number one, so it didn't eat Ghost of Sushi with sales. Number four, Last of Us Part Two. Remember, people were like, oh, like, I don't know if Ghost of Sushi was going to sell because it's too close to Last of I think they're trying to bury Ghost of Sushi. It must not be that good of a game because they're releasing it so close to The Last of Us. So, first, <laughs> first, Last of Us Two was coming out before Ghost of Tsushima. Because Last of Us 2 was coming out in April. We were like, oh, Ghost of Tsushima is going to get swallowed by The Last of Us. Then they delayed The Last of Us indefinitely. And Ghost of Tsushima was coming out first. And people were like, oh, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. I'll just, I'd rather just wait for Last of Us 2. And then Ghost of Tsushima got delayed. And it's behind The Last of Us 2 again. Like, oh, Last of Us 2 is going to eat up Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, fastest-selling new IP of the generation. <laughs> yeah. Last of Us 2, fastest-selling Sony first-party game in history. Yes. Both, both setting records, both selling just fine. And then, just to make all that nonsense even more ridiculous, it was like, The Last of Us 2 is the biggest thing ever. 
then people want to be hating on The Last of Us 2 <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, this takes me back to, um, I believe it was one of our categories and uh, was it the trolleys and this being there is not enough room for this <laughs> category. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, there's like, because there was that whole thing about like battle royales. Oh, well, there's another one. There's not enough room in the battle royale space for another battle royale game. And like, there's three. Yeah, <laughs> and they, on, they all are successful. Uh, successful enough that one of them is going toe-to-toe with apple and google yeah. <laughs> or not like google. awesome all, not even on some like we got a better game than you should just like yo your business model screwed up and we're fighting you yeah um yeah and so with that what we're saying this whole idea of scarcity with uh well if last of us 2 comes out so close to go to Tsushima, people are only going to spend their money on one game and it's like well either they bought both which is the case with a dub or there are just so many gamers that you are not accounting for that people who didn't buy last of us are still, there are still millions of other people that will be interested in ghost of Tsushima. There's a hundred <laughs> million PS4s in the wild. The, yeah. game, <laughs> the only game that has sold that kind of number is GTA five. And that's across two generations of hardware on every console. Yeah. So <laughs> Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima are on one console with 100 million people. You think it's going to be that hard to find respectable numbers for both audiences within a month? Like, yeah. it, and at the same token, like, oh, I only have $60 for the rest of the year. How many people do you think are living like that who can afford a $400, $500 console? Let's get real. Yeah, I mean, that's that whole thing about, like, the 70 bucks. Like, I do get it. It sucks, but it's, like, you act like... Yeah, but that's it. It sucks. (laughs) You act like gamers are broke. (laughs) Uh, And you realize, like, just based off the fact that it's one of the most lucrative entertainment industries um, to date, like, it's clearly people are out there and there are a lot of whales who are just spending all the money within this industry to just partake in all the experiences. So, yeah, you can... All the people I talk to about games are like, oh, I beat like 15 games this year. Oh, I beat 20 games this year. Oh, I got eight Platinums this year. But, oh, but you can't afford 10 extra bucks. Yeah. Oh, you, you, so you, can't, you can buy more than one game in a year. Yeah. A $10 DLC is too much for you. <laughs> like, oh, my backlog. I still have that in the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. So hypocritical. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see, keep it moving. Number five, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number six, because I thought That's nobody... That's a weird way to say GTA Five. I thought nobody wanted this A-dub at number six. Ring Fit Adventure. Still showing up. Still moving. <laughs> the quarantine sales, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody, uh, go, everybody go be in shape and be gamers by the time the quarantine is <laughs> I tell you about it. Uh, number seven, Mortal Kombat 11, the game that keeps on selling. Number That's eight. Are, are fighting games dead? Do yeah, they need to change? <laughs> <laughs> fighting a community so toxic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number nine, Super, Mar- Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. What you know about Smash and the Brothers? Smash and the Brothers. Number 10, Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. El- Elicization. What you know about it? Have you seen the cartoon? <laughs> No. <laughs> I, watched it, uh, I wouldn't say it's great but i haven't seen it from the beginning i just i just love that word alicization alicization <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that reels me in every time let's see uh 11 
Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition, 12, mm. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 13, Rainbow Six Siege, still selling, <laughs> 14, um, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, 15, MLB The Show 20, 16, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 17, Need for Speed Heat, 18, Marvel's Spider-Man, 19, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and 20, Black Ops, <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Damn. Mm. Two Call of Duties on this list, and Black Ops 3 has got to be old by now. It's mm-hmm. just still be solid. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, a little notes here. As you mentioned, A-Dub, so Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is developer Sucker Punch's fastest selling release in history. Uh, Paper Mario Origami King. Paper Mario Origami King set a new launch month sales record for a Paper Mario title with physical launch month dollar sales more than doubling those of Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. And The Last of Us Part 2, life-to-date dollar sales of The Last of Us Part 2 are now the third highest for a Sony-published game in history, trailing only Marvel's Spider-Man and 2008's God of War. So PlayStation 4 is just setting all the records. Um, I ain't trying to hear it. Yeah, and then uh, just to follow up what you were saying, A-Dub, Sword Art Online, Alicization, Lasaurus. It is the highest-ranked placement for Sword Art Online title in history. Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet, placed as the 14th best-selling title in February 2008 launch. 2018 launch. Oh, I was so, about to say, 12 years? Yeah. <laughs> so people are enjoying their uh, Sword Art Online. That's uh, good. I've yeah. heard good things. Just never checked it out for myself. I need to check out this anime, Doug. We might. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for my next uh, recommendation after that I'm done with uh, Super. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, man. Ten- I, I gotta figure out. I gotta figure out where they're streaming Demon Slayer. Uh, is it on the Funimation or not? I have to check it out. I haven't been on that app in forever. I'm just paying for it so you can watch Super. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> ideally, by the time I'm done with that, there'll be uh, the next season of Was It My Hero. Oh, uh, uh, that's we're not getting that until at least sometime next year. Oh damn! Uh, let's see. So, top ten best-selling games of the year so far: number one, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare; two, Animal Crossing: New Horizons; mm-hmm. three, The Last of Us Part Two; four, Final Fantasy VII Remake in really? its debut month. Already number five, Ghost of Tsushima. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, still holding on, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So that's people, good. People, people are buying it still. Hey, that's what happens when you're a January game. You got a long time to sell. Exactly. Seven, it'll be the show 28, Resident Evil 3, 9, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and 10, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, we'll do top five for each individual, individual console. Um, Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Two, Mortal Kombat 11. Three, Sword Art Online. Four, Minecraft. And five, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, The Keanu Reeves Ghost Recon. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's Point Break. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 4, number one, Ghost of Tsushima. Two, Last of Us Part 2. Three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Three, Minecraft. Five, MLB The Show, and Nintendo Switch, number one, Paper Mario, Origami King, two, Animal Crossing New Horizons, three, Ring Fit Adventure, four, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and five, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And to close this off, Nintendo Switch was once again the best-selling hardware platform for both July and 2020 year-to-date unit and dollar sales. So, continue selling, and then when that PS5 drops, I I imagine it's going to be a major shift in the industry. (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. awesomeness. Uh, do you have anything else, A-Dub, before we close out? Any last stories? Uh, just real quick, uh, 505 Games has doubled down on their explanation of why people who already own Control will not be getting free upgrades next gen. Uh, they, it, I don't know. We'll go into detail another time, but basically... Like you're gonna give your uh, opinion on it. Uh, you're gonna have to get that ultimate edition if you want to get the free upgrades for next gen. Now they did say that people who play Control on the next gen of consoles will still get the requisite performance boosts that come with using better hardware. However, the free upgrades are specifically for people who get the ultimate edition. Their language was a little bit cryptic and vague. They're saying things along the lines of, as we are only doing additional development on Control Ultimate Edition on the next-gen platforms, we are unfortunately unable to offer an upgrade path to all existing Control players. To bring Control to next-generation consoles in any form, we had to make some difficult decisions, and those came in the form of creating the simplified Control Ultimate Edition product we plan, or product plan we have today. That we took a while responding does not mean we have not been listening. We are sorry. We couldn't meet everyone's expectations, and we hope you will continue to support Control. Uh, I will continue to support Control. However, when it comes to 505 and Remedy, I'm going to be a little hesitant to support. Personally, it, no more day ones for anything published by 505. No more day ones. For Remedy, I feel this was kind of a slap in the face to people who put this game in a position to be able to get an ultimate edition and to get the next gen upgrades. So gamers out there do or feel however you want. Don't let a dub or control issues tell you how to feel, but personally that it's kind of an insulting situation. However, I still love the game. I hope to see big things from the franchise. Just that. You got to make your voice heard somewhere. So I just, I'll be there on day whatever, just not day one. <laughs> so that's as far as that goes. Yeah, a couple of things here. It's like, um, it's interesting too because it's got to be like the worst PR you could have as like, like off the heels of announcing like DLC <laughs> coming to control. <laughs> so like you got a bunch of now pissed off control fans who might have been like, all right, I'm I'm there for that DLC with the, the Alan Wake crossover to being like, fuck this, <laughs> like or whatever. So we'll see how that like maybe impacts DLC. But um yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. It's also just more indicative of the um the the um i guess the pitfalls that come with cross gen um we're just seeing different developers i guess either do things right from if you look at maybe from a cd project red perspective as far as them immediately saying they're going to support like smart delivery and having a free upgrade for uh, cyberpunk and then you see certain things otherwise with like with 2k and uh nba 2k and there, um, we're going to charge slightly more for the next gen version of the game, or if you want to have an upgraded version, uh, if you want to have a version that will upgrade, you have to buy. I think it's like a hundred dollar. I think a version of uh, it's like a bundle version of NBA Two K to get the uh, the next gen upgrade. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the fuck you version. Yeah, and then there is <laughs> uh, I think there's FIFA. They have their thing with uh, EA. Basically, confirmed that there will be a free upgrade for uh, the current gen version of the game, but there won't be cross 
platform or cross-gen play so people are upset about that and so yeah we're just seeing like certain things yeah, that's, that's not a big deal you're getting a better version of the game and you can still play with people on your platform get over it i i don't know i look at it as like seeing that you were upset about it i was kind of just like you know what there's just there's going to be somebody who's going to be upset about anything and it's developers publishers just trying to figure out like how they can like i guess maneuver navigate through this and so yeah it's um because you like found an issue with control it actually may be a little more i guess empathetic or sympathetic to people who are complaining about this the woes because it's just like one person's complaint could be another person's like ah not a big deal but I mean, That's a good point. Getting, people are getting upset about it. And so it's just like... It's a matter you know, of perspective. Yeah. And so like what I did like about how you laid it out is it's for you personally. It's not this thing where it's like, and now I'm going to go online and get a mob going. We're going to start out. We're going to go on change.org, <laughs> get a petition yeah, going. <laughs> we're not issuing a rallying cry. We're not about that life here on control issues. It's yeah. like, look, it's it's a personal disagreement. Form your own opinion. Be your own person. This is just where, and this is me, a dub, where I stand because AMC hasn't experienced the splendor that is control yet. One day you shall, yeah, and you exactly. shall, be, and you shall be greater for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and so yeah, it's, a, it's I mean, one of those you things. you might experience it on next gen with free upgrades. While I don't, <laughs> <laughs> because you waited and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I decided to support a developer with a cool idea on day one, and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's also too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's that uh, what you were talking about with um, kind of like how your stance on the iterative uh, in between consoles, where it's like, oh, we got a slightly better version of a console, like a couple years after. Like, it kind of sucks for people who were there day one to buy the base version of the console. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's one and of those then they come like, out with a better console at the same price for people who hadn't jumped in. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it happens with a lot of games too. Like I look at like, especially like the uh, live service games with expansions, like a, a division or whatever, or even Destiny, where it's if you just wait, you can get like a bundle where it has like all the expansions and yada yada, and it's for like the same base price <laughs> as like the the base version of the game. Mm-hmm. And so like there's there is and, like and you get to boost to max level at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so, not that I would ever do that. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things like. Um, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, but you do want to at least keep in mind the people who supported you, you want to try to take care of them in some way or at least have them in mind as you make your announcement. So it's like, at least like, I don't know, it would have been nice if they came out with a, and uh, for the people who bought the base version for 10 bucks, you can upgrade yours to the next gen version with the upgrades and all that crap. Um, but they didn't lay any of that out. So it's, it's unfortunate, but they said they are listening. So who knows what the hell. I mean, can a player get like a free dynamic theme or something? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Something, some some kind of appreciation for for us early adopters. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. But as, as you said, this this probably won't be the last time. And so we'll see as, all this plays out, maybe at least other developers will take note and maybe handle this a little bit better because there is that whole thing of, we know that for the most part, first party is going to be taken care of, but we don't know how third party is going to handle upgrading to next gen. And if you will only need to buy one disc to rule them all. (laughs) 
So, hey, Dub, do you have any uh, final words before we get out of here? I'm tapped out, player. All right, Sarah, well, you stay safe, stay alive. This is only August. We have yeah. months left of 2020. <laughs> yeah, but only only three months until we can shape the future once again for the better. Yeah, exactly. A- assuming. <laughs> uh, hoping. <laughs> Praying to a God I never <laughs> believed in or worshipped. <laughs> if you have a plan, it might be time to start laying it out for all of us. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. Like Drake tried to tell me, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a great day. This is Control Issues. I am AMC. Second. Second.